I'm Annie Apple, and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports-related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burr, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app. You're listening to a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hello and welcome to Q&A, our regular podcast offering from the Hindustan Times. I'm Prashant Jha, the editor, views of the newspaper. Union minister, socialist leader, a veteran figure in Indian Dalit politics, Ram Vilas Paswan is no more. He passed away on Thursday, the same week that his own party, the Lok Jan Shakti Party, decided to contest the Bihar election separately. It will remain a part of the National Democratic Alliance, the NDA, at the centre. But it will not contest as a part of the NDA, which primarily consists of Nitish Kumar, Janata Dal United, the JDU, and the Bharatiya Janata Party, the BJP, in Bihar. What was the significance of Ram Vilas Paswan in Indian politics? What did his life represent in terms of the tensions that are inherent in Indian politics? What is going to be the impact of Paswan's death as well as LJP's decision to contest separately on Bihar as well as on Dalit politics in general? These are some of the questions we'll seek to answer in this edition of Q&A. To begin with, what was the significance of Ram Vilas Paswan? Ram Vilas Paswan belonged to this generation of activists who joined politics in the 1960s and 70s. They did not belong to the Congress strand. Remember, Congress was hegemonic in Indian politics at that point. They opposed the Sangh as well as the Jan Sangh, which was the political affiliate of the RSS and the predecessor of the Bharati Janata Party. But they also opposed the communists. The socialists of this era recognized caste as a central contradiction and sought to reconcile caste and class in constructing an alternative politics. Ram Vilas Paswan entered the Bihar Legislative Assembly way back in 1969, 51 years ago. He then opposed the emergency, which was imposed by Indira Gandhi. He fought the 1977 Lok Sabha elections as a part of the Janata Party, representing this effort to construct an alternative to the Congress and won by a record margin of votes from Hajipur in Bihar. But the Janta experiment collapsed in 1980. After spending a decade experimenting with different political forms, Ram Vilas Paswan returned to the central cabinet, made it to the central cabinet, in fact, for the first time under VP Singh. He became one of the key faces of the Mandal issue advocating strongly for the implementation of the Mandal Commission recommendations. Paswan's heart lay in third front politics, non-BJP, non-Congress, and he remained a part of the United Front governments in the mid-90s. But as the electorate got tired of the instability represented by the third front, which often collapsed under the weight of its own contradictions, and as politics turned more bipolar, 
Paswan's politics evolved. He joined the Bharatiya Janata Party government under Atal Bihari Vajpayee. Ironical given that he had consistently opposed the BJP as being communal. He left this cabinet in 2002 on the grounds that the Gujarat riots had happened and that this was unacceptable to him. He then shifted to the United Progressive Alliance. In fact, Sonia Gandhi was his neighbor for a very long time and she walked from 10 Janpat to 12 Janpat, Ram Vilas Paswan's house, before the 2004 elections in an effort to expand the coalition to take on the BJP. This was ironical too because remember Ram Vilas Paswan had started his career in opposition to the Congress. In 2014, Paswan then shifted to the Narendra Modi led BJP. Again, a supremely ironical twist given why he had resigned from the Vajpayee cabinet. For the last 6 years, he had been a part of the Modi cabinet. This makes Paswan a distinctive figure. a figure who traversed through the idealistic socialistic politics of the 1960s and 70s focused on the caste question in the 980s and 90s and then made his peace with mainstream national parties both the bjp and the congress he was a part of every political stream in india from the third front to the congress to the bjp many have seen this as the politics of opportunism of the willingness to do a deal with anybody who was on the winning side but in fact paswan's choices reflected a deeper tension what was this deeper tension that paswan's life and choices reflected this was the tension between the politics of justice which is why paswan entered the mainstream electoral arena in the first place and the politics of power for paswan and this generation of idealists who were committed to the cause of quote unquote social justice and there were many such leaders mulayam singh yadav in uttar pradesh lalu prasad in bihar and nitish kumar himself in fact in bihar electoral politics was a way to win power that power was to be used for justice for the marginalized groups To be fair to Ram Vilas Paswan he did use his stints in power to expand the space for his social constituency to dispense patronage to them to get work done for them to provide employment to members of his own community to enhance access to justice but like other members of this generation of political activists Ram Vilas Paswan too ended up often seeing power as an end in itself the idealism often morphed into cynical political transactions with ideological adversaries and allies the rationalization often was that if i am in power i will be able to do more for my constituency but the quest for getting to power the quest for being in power entailed compromises which diluted that original commitment to social justice values this is a tension that was not unique to paswan as i said and it is a tension that will be present even for the next generation of political activists who may have started out backing marginalized social groups wanting greater space for them in the political structure but often ended up making compromises for power what will paswan's death mean for bihar politics as well as for the ljp and dalit politics in general 
the ljp has taken a gamble in this election there is widespread speculation that its decision to contest separately is in fact encouraged by the bjp the bjp in this way remains a part of the incumbent formation with nitish kumar but it also has a card if i may in the opposition to leverage the anti incumbency against nitish kumar the ljp has categorically said that whatever seats it wins it will return to the nda and back a bjp led government is the bjp playing a game to form a government on its own and push out nitish kumar after the elections the bjp itself denies this charge strenuously and claims that it is committed to the alliance with the nda this tension is important because it will actually determine how well the ljp does the ljp on its own is a small party its base among its own social group persists but it has not been able to expand its social base its organization is weak and therefore ljp's winning prospects in bihar depend significantly on whether the bjp does end up diverting a section of its own support its own votes to the ljp candidate in seats where the ljp is contesting against jdu if this does not happen the ljp may not do as well as it expects to do at the moment Ramvilas Paswan's key objective in the final years of his life was to promote his son Chirag Paswan and the LJP's gamble in Bihar is actually a gamble by Chirag Paswan to emerge as a prominent leader to emerge as a leader who can fill in the post Nitish Kumar Lalu Yadav Ramvilas Paswan space in Bihar politics will this gamble succeed it will take a lot for the ljp needs to expand way beyond its current strength but both paswan's death and the ljp's decision actually reflects a much larger battle that's going on this battle is to fill the space in dalit politics at the moment which is witnessing a vacuum remember in uttar pradesh bahujan samaj party leader mayawati has lost four elections in a row now the 2012 assembly elections in up the 2014 lok sabha elections the 2017 up assembly elections and then the 2019 lok sabha elections in bihar the ljp never could become a pan dalit party there is a sense among the younger generation of dalit activists that the mood in the community is changing that while a significant section of the community may have been backing the bjp in elections even though there has been an attempt to characterize the bjp as an anti dalit party there will be space that will open up for independent dalit politics this is the space that a jignesh mevani in gujarat that a chandrashekhar azad of formerly of the bhim army in uttar pradesh or even a chirag paswan in bihar is trying to fill but it is in ram vilas paswan's life that many of these younger generations should draw their lessons are they seeking to expand their power for the sake of power or are they seeking to expand it for the sake of justice can the two be reconciled it was this failure often to reconcile the two ends that marked paswan's life but it was also the struggle to reconcile it that marked his life will the next generation succeed ram vilas paswan represented a key moment in indian politics of 
the possibilities of mainstream electoral politics opening up pathways for upward mobility for members of marginalized groups, but also imposing limits on the extent of change that these members of marginalized groups in mainstream politics could bring about. That tension will continue to define the politics of social justice in India. That brings us to the end of this edition of Q&A. Please join us next week. If you have questions for us, if there are issues you would like us to engage with, please do write to us at podcasts at hindustantimes.com. For those of you who are on social media, we are on social media too, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at HD Smartcasts. Till next week, stay safe. Thank you. This was a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast. I'm Annie Apple and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burrow, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app.